Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Friday. I hope that you have had the most amazing, absolutely amazing week. With that being said, we know that every week is always somewhat trying, somewhat tiring, somewhat exhausted, somewhat with challenges. It just, it is that because that's what living is, right? If this is your first time tuning in with Conversations with Toy, welcome. Do not make yourself a stranger. Be comfortable. Find an episode that resonates with you. We talk about it all from self-care, mental health, what's happening in these internet streets. We pretty much cover it all. So don't be ashamed or afraid that look up something that may be taboo, maybe a topic about mental health and maybe hearing something for the first time or seeing yourself for the first time. Trust me, I've had those moments plenty of times. Sit back and relax and listen to this episode as we take you from your everyday thoughts to bring it to fruition. Sometimes I say things that you may have wanted to say, but maybe you thought it was just something you should not have said. Now that doesn't mean that I'm going to get raunchy. That doesn't mean I'm going to go there or take it all to the length to the nth degree. But at some point I'm going to say something that I hope helps. That is the goal to help you in some way, rather that is to make you feel like you're being understood, rather that makes you feel like you want to laugh. Maybe you need a good cry. Whatever it is, we are here. I got you. Sit back and let's take a listen. Now, as we get into this episode, because this is another week, it's what, the second week of January? I guess technically our first, our second full week of January. And, you know, we're deep into New Year, you know, the New Year blessings. We're into the New Year, you know, changes. We're trying to get our lives together. At least I know I am. Now, before, um, before the new year hit, I went and got a gym membership and was trying to be steadily using it. I feel like now I'm like in full force of making sure that I took care of that, you know, getting into the gym, getting back into the flow has been a very interesting situation for one. For me, um, getting back into the gym means that my hair has been taking a back seat. Now, for those listening, know, if you don't know, I have natural hair. Um, I went and did the big chop about over five years ago, so I don't have any relaxer in my hair. And in times past, I've always been active, like always been super active physically. And with relaxer, I won't say that it was easy, but I'll say it was easier to maintain my hair because you have relaxer. You can just, you know, put some curls into your hair. You know, you can brush your hair and kind of go back to its normal state. You get to manipulate your, your hair essentially. But when your hair is natural, you have to take care of it. You have to learn your hair. You have to learn how to, you you know, basically wear it and style it. So I have been doing my due diligence of obviously tying my hair down when I am uh, going into the gym, tying down my edges, trying to make sure I try to preserve them as much as possible to an epic fail this week, to an absolute epic fail. I was looking like somebody crazy, but it, it was, it is what it is. Um, 
what I'm grateful for is not allowing my hair to be something that stops me or limits me from going into the gym and taking care of myself. Um, having that one hour at that gym, you know, I've been there what three or four days this week has really been beneficial to me personally. Um, and so I'm grateful. There's been plenty of times where I did not, (laughs) I was like, don't, you know, you don't got to go. You did it one day, but I've been trying to be as consistent as possible. And sometimes with consistency, you just have to do what you need to do. And, um, that has been the thing. That's what I've been working on this week is consistency and crushing it. Like not just doing it a little bit. Like I'm literally been crushing it this week. We got back into the flow with a couple of media events this week as well. And just really feeling like I've been taking care of myself, trying to find ways of making sure that I'm healthy and sound by mind, body, and soul, you know, reading more, just trying to find all the things. And so again, more focus, trying to keep that focus. Cause you know, they say that you drop off in February. I'm not trying to drop off in February. I'm trying to go stronger, go harder and get back into a flow of myself. I was listening to another content creator. And for those who don't know, I don't just have a podcast. I also create content. I have a blog that I've been blogging now steadily for eight years. I create content, video content, short film, all those different things. And I was listening to another podcast. Well, she's not a podcaster. I guess she's a content creator. And she was just talking about marriage and relationship. And it really resonated with me without telling all of her issues and things that she said, although it's very public because she has it on her social media. Um, she was just talking about like getting back into the flow of like putting energy back into yourself. And as much as we know, self-care is like something we should be doing every day. As we know that self-care should be a part of our normal everyday life. Self-care should not be a cuss word to us. It should not be so foreign to us. We shouldn't be saying things like, oh, I don't know when the last time I, you know, did something for self-care. These are things we want to avoid. We want to tap into our tough self-care. We want to find ways to take care of ourselves. Taking care of yourselves can come in many forms. It's not bubble baths and going to the hairdresser, although I do love doing those things. Sometimes it's just taking a nap. Last weekend, I was just like, you know what? I am exhausted. I don't know where the exhaustion came from. Honestly, maybe it came from just being in the gym all week, running around all week, doing all the errands all week, trying to type and write all week. Could have been a number of things, but whatever it was, I got extremely exhausted. Like I was just tired. I felt like I couldn't even keep my head up. When moments like that come, I am real keen on just like, okay, I'm just going to lay here or I'm just going to get up and do something else. Or maybe I'm just, you know, needing to do more. You know, I don't know why we tell ourselves that we need to do more. Like what more are we supposed to be doing? But nonetheless, I was doing that. And so I had to just bring it back, cut it back and focus on myself. And with focusing on myself, I was like, you know what? I need to take a nap. And that for me was self-care because I was able to be an active participant in the rest of my evening. I was able to be an active participant participer of just life, like enjoying the day, relaxing, and then feeling okay to be enjoying and relaxing. So last weekend was amazing. Now this weekend I have quite more of a media events to go to, which that happens sometimes. I say all of this to say, I, I'm encouraging everybody who's listening to find what your level of self-care is. Whatever that is on a daily basis, it changes every single day. Sometimes self-care, you know, what's been a beautiful self-care for me for this week too I, again, with this, the, the, the theme of rest, if there's a theme, the theme of rest, I have been going to bed four out of five, no, four to five days this week at 9 PM. 
intentionally, not by accident, not that falling asleep on the couch. I did fall asleep on the couch one time, but that was the night that I actually went out for a media event that was a little later. But for the most part, going to bed, like my oldest daughter goes to bed at nine. When I, when she would go up, I was going up right behind her, like actually getting quality sleep and allowing that quality sleep to just be such a game changer because, you know, just running around and doing as much as you do, it's a lot. So shout out to sleep, shout out to rest, shout out for understanding my body, shouting out, shouting out uh, others who are doing the same. Listen, I am supporting you 1000%. And if you feel like, you know what, I just, for some reason, this all sounds good, but I'm just not there. You will get there. Just continue trying. Um, And if you're not, you know, you're not team going to the gym, you haven't figured out what your eating pattern is. Maybe you haven't figured out if you're going to do meal prepping and all these different things that we're trying to add and incorporate into our lives in the month of January to hope continue on with as a journey and not just a month. Just keep trying. Like, don't wait and say, I'm going to wait until such and such and such. And then I'm going to do like, just do and then try. And if you fail, it's okay. Shake yourself, take a deep breath and try again. And the reason why I keep saying that is because sometimes we give ourselves this huge guilt that if we don't do something right, the first two, three, four, five times that we're not worthy. And so we'll just continue going down this path because, you know, we have not accomplished, um, but keep going, keep trying, keep pushing do the things that are necessary for you and don't give up just because you had a bad moment. Don't give up because it seems like it's trying you or you're just stressed out. Continue growing, continue going and do the best that you can, like make the best out of the situation. Um, one of the things that I was seeing going on this week, and I'm going to talk about the internet streets before I get into one or two topics. Now the debates that I love online well, I love debating in period life. Like I debate in real life. I will argue someone down. Even if I'm 1000% wrong, I'm gonna hold that argument down, right? But I feel like sometimes, and even in real life, we just be hitting below the belt just because out of, just because we can. Like we love to watch somebody else suffer. So we'll do whatever we can to make that person feel small. And just the, the amount of debates, like I saw somebody was debating like something, something that was personal to somebody they shared their experience and then somebody debated it. Like you can't debate someone else's personal experience. We're not talking about even personal opinion. We're talking about personal experience. If I say, you know, I have cramps and they make me feel like such and such, how are you going to be able to debate that? And I find that sometimes it just be people stretching these debates. They stretch this, this animosity. They stretch this. I'm so angry. I'm so mad about something. And I'm sitting there watching everybody, not everybody, but a few people. And I'm just like, so this is what we're doing now. Like you can't debate certain things. Certain things are just completely undebatable. You don't have to agree with them and you may not even have to like it. So I feel like sometimes you're are arguing with other people on the internet, on the internet, one who you may never see in life, right? Nine times out of 10, it's going to be a complete stranger who just happened to see something that you post, right? And so they're debating you because again, they got time today. So they want to debate. And sometimes it just don't be about nothing. Like it don't be about anything. And the debates don't, you can't, it's undebatable, right? I say that to say, come on now. We have got to get on to do better at some point because half the stuff that's going on makes zero sense. And if you just took a step out outside of the fact that you probably got your feelings hurt because somebody didn't agree with you or you added the person and they decided I got time today too. And so they decided to go back and forth. Like I may give you one round. I'm not going two and three rounds. I'm not getting paid to argue with you. So I'm not, I'm not going to spend that much time, right? 
So I just want us to get back to the fact that some of these things that we're debating on, we are debating with complete strangers, complete strangers who, again, just happen to see that you added them, right? And then some people don't even add them. They just start debating. And I'm just like, well, who who are you talking to? The air? Or, I like, what is going on? So just, just be mindful of the debates that you complete online because some of them become so stressful that I feel like people's mental health be tied into this. And I just want us to all do better. So again, that's one of the things that I noticed this, this week, just this week. And I'm sure this happens all week, right? We just find people doing the most, especially when the internet is concerned. There was a story, I believe I saw it on TikTok of a young lady. She was 16 or 17 years old. She was at a party for New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. And her father gave her about what, two, three rules. And the rule was one, to stay at the party that he dropped her off at. Two, do not leave to go anywhere with anyone for even a short amount of time. And three, do not drink. Well, she's a 16 to 17 year old teenager and she broke all of the rules. She left the area by which he dropped her off she left with friends she went to another party and when she got to that party she started to drink well after she had gotten drunk and not necessarily drunk but she had drank and drunk too much she called her father and said that her friends had left her she didn't know had didn't know where they were and she was completely uncomfortable in a space and place that she wasn't comfortable now she knew she was going to get yelled at because she'd already broken basically all the three rules that he gave her you know what his response was well you shouldn't have been there so he left her. He was like, I'm, well, he didn't leave her, but he just wasn't going to go get her. So the parents are divorced. So she calls the mother and says to the mother the same thing. I know I'm going to be in trouble, but I did this. I did this. I did this. And I broke the rules. And dad said that he's not coming to get me because I should have never done what I did. And I'm on my own to figure out how to get home. Well, the ex-wife calls the husband and tells him, why in the world would you do that? And his answer was, well, because I'm institution instituting tough love. If I told her don't do one, two, and three, and she did one, two, and three, she needs to figure out a plan to get through it. And the question was, am I the asshole? Well, yes. Yes, indeed, you are. Your daughter broke a rule, no doubt. That's when good parenting comes in and you start giving out consequences, whatever those consequences may be, but you don't leave your daughter in an uncomfortable situation. If my child tells me that she's uncomfortable, whether I agree with how she got to that uncomfortability spot, I'm not going to leave my daughter uncomfortable in a situation where she has been drinking. Now, she is underage. We're not high-fiving that, right? We're not high-fiving that. We're not saying that it's okay. But we're saying is, is that are you the asshole for not picking up your child and making sure that that child is safe? Absolutely. I would have yelled at my child maybe from the ride there all the way home, possibly. But it's not the time to just leave your child there. Well, thankfully, the mother had more sense than the father as she went to go get her child. And then she didn't take the child back to the father's house. She took the child back to her house and then went and gathered her items. And now the father is like, wow, I didn't think about that. Uh, parents, 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 to the parents. Uh, I am a parent. And I know my children are going to do some things. I am already pre-praying myself through. I'm already giving a prayer to Jesus to cover me ahead of time. And I've already asked God to continuously help me to give me the words to say. And as a parent, I can't necessarily fully judge that parent. I can give him a, a five second judgment because right is right and wrong is wrong, right? But 
I only say that to say, I pray that we all make the best decision that goes beyond our personal egos to be there for our children, because I would hate for our child, any child in this world that you have adopted or you are taken care of as a caregiver. And you decide that at the time that because you didn't want to be the one who didn't keep this rule going and keep the sternness going, that you would leave your child in harm's way. Had something happened to that child because he did not pick that said child up? Yes, we know that there's a personal responsibility on the 16 and 17 year old. She and she is definitely of age to know better, but she's also a child. So we have to act like the adult in the situation. We have to put our ego to the side. We have to activate parental skills and start giving the child a consequence later on after they've sobered up, after they've gotten home and you know for sure that they're not being taken advantage of at this party that they're now at with no friends. See, when you be doing like, let's just go back to when, when we were kids or at least when I was in my early 20s, right? Or just in my 20s in general. And my parents gave me the don't do this, don't do that. And I did it anyway. Right. And I knew I was wrong, but this is the thing being in a situation where you've been drinking, whether you are drunk or not, because you can be in a situation where you've been drinking and not be drunk. Right. We, we understand that basic principle. So we've, we've drank or we've been somewhere we haven't been and now we're feeling uncomfortable and we don't have our friends. See, sometimes when you're with your friends, you get this comfortability, you get them the muscles that tell you, let's go ahead and do it. It's a good idea, even though, you know, in the back of your mind, it's not. But at least when you're with your friends, even if you're doing something you have no business doing, you're the comfort is that I'm with my friends. If I'm in a place where I'm doing something I don't have any business doing, and now I have no friends, I don't have anybody that I'm comfortable with, and not that I have to have somebody there, but it's the principle of me not feeling safe. Once her safety was in play, that is when you have to go pick your child up and deal with them on the back end, right? Safety should always trump anything that we have going on. This is the reason why when we kids don't talk to their parents is because we're not creating a safe space, right? We're not creating a safe space to talk to them. They're not, they just don't feel safe enough. And so we got to find a way to do it. Now, let's not be, let's not be crazy. I also was the child that my parents could have created some safe space, but I was already sneaky. and was going to do what I want to do. There are those. I was those child. I was that child, right? But even in that, I still would err on the caution of making sure that my child is safe. And then I would definitely be very inventive and very, very much inventive of what type of excuse or what type of punishment I can give for a child that decided to just completely abandon everything that I actually said. But to get my child, definitely going to get my child, make sure that that child is safe. So parents, parents, if you are listening to this and you're saying to yourself, you don't know how bad my child is, do all that you can to protect your child and make sure their child is safe. As a parent, that is our job. It's our number one job to keep our children safe. And sometimes keeping our children safe doesn't come with us, you know, with a handbook. And sometimes keeping our children safe doesn't mean that we're always going to get it right. But with our intentions being good, we can always correct the mishap. We can't correct if something were to happen to our child that we could have played a part in making sure that we could have avoided. So that's just a little bit of stuff that I've been seeing on these internet streets. I want to talk about our guests that we're going to be coming and having talk with us today. We are going to be talking about this, this concept of taking care of our bodies and what we're putting into our bodies. And we say that we want to be healthier, but we really don't always do that. And so we want to do better and making sure that we take care of ourselves, right? Taking care of ourselves is important. And we have Elisa and Wilson is going to be here. Um, and she, Elisa is here to, she, just to give us all the information. She is a certified nutritionist, a functional diagnostic practitioner in psychomatics, right? And energy healer. 
where Lisa has an interesting story of changing her life significantly. She had health issues from her childhood and by the time she was in her early 30s and was ready to have a baby, she was not able to conceive. She dug deep into her gut health and hormones and discovered the role our minds play in healing our bodies. Finally, she healed herself and now has two, count that two, amazing children. Her unique approach integrates cutting age, age, edge, why can I not speak today, lab testing, the latest discovery in biological science, ancient herbal medicine, and revolutionary psychomatic and energy healing practices to help people thrive, reverse aging, and forget about chronic health problems. So we have her on today. She's going to talk to us about our bodies. She's going to talk to us about, you know, learning to appreciate ourselves and making sure that we realize how much we are queens for our ladies. We are queens and we're going to learn to be the queen that we are and grab and and hold on to our kingdom. And we're going to learn how to take care of ourselves by sometimes just replacing the things that we need with the minerals and, and things that we need to place back into our body to help us with acne, to help us with our weight loss, to help us with even having a child by going through our hormones and seeing the things that we need to figure out for our bodies. A lot of things that we are going through sometimes have to do a lot of it with the way that we treat our bodies, the things that we put into it because food is fuel. Minerals help us to be healthy. All these things combine together to make us who we are supposed to be. So without any further ado, let's get into the episode. Take a listen. Let's dive in. All right, Conversations with Toy family. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Friday. Listen, if you've made it to this Friday, you've already done half the battle. Whatever you went through this week, whatever you had on your plate, I promise you, you've done the things that needed to be done to get to this point. With that being said, I told you for the month of January that we were going to have as many guests as possible. And I obviously didn't lie, right? So we have an amazing guest today. You heard the bio before we came on. Amazing, right? But we have Elisa. He is she is here and she's going to talk about we're going to talk about some nutrition. We're going to talk about our health. We're going to talk about self-care because, you know, y'all in January are trying to run this in the ground about y'all resolutions, about how you're going to take care of yourself. But we don't want you to take care of yourself for just this month. We want you to see the broader picture about how how you can take change your life with just the nutrition and things that you put in. Listen, if you're like me trying to get more energy to do all the things I have three children or Elisa has two. We have to have the energy that we need to do what we need to do. So Elisa, thank mm. you for being here. Totally. Yes. Thank you for inviting me. And that was just gold. What you just said about having energy. I can't agree more. That's why through all of my protocols, through all of the changes, I always say, we, girl, we must bring your energy to the point. You can take care of yourself. You can take care of your children. You can take care of so many tasks women have right now. So I'm not going to be like your practitioner who says, you know, you have to power through it. I'm going to take your coffee away. I'm going to take your, uh, you know, the sweets away. I'm going to take everything away. I'm going to give you the protocol and you have to follow it. That's why we fail all the time. And then especially if you're one good tip if you start anything at the second um second half of your cycle that's going to be even harder because after ovulation your body think you must get pregnant and everything new you start you're just going to be heartbroken because it doesn't work so tip number one girl start everything right after your period it's going to be easier mm-hmm. a lot easier any diet changes any nutrition any um any uh fitness goals do it first when your estrogen is um, rising. 
before ovulation, right after the period when you're like an Amazon warrior, <laughs> you're ready to do right. it. Not when you pregnant as your body sees it. Yes. Right. Now, always. Uh-huh. I was going to say, oh, I didn't mean to do that, but I was going to say like, cause I've noticed when I used to have, I don't have a period anymore, but when I used to, uh -huh. I would just be like at death's door, you know, your, you know, your, your lowest energy point <laughs> crawl in the bed. And then I'm like, but I got to go to the gym. And like you said, doctors always tell everybody to just power through that. Mm -mm, mm -mm. That's the worst thing. And you know what I do uh, with ladies who come to me and almost everyone complains and say, I just can't. The fatigue is cruciating. And, you know, the energy is on earth changing so fast. The life is so fast. Almost everybody has the fatigue. And I have the cool things where I say, yes, please, to raw chocolate drinks. I make, like, you can add maca, you can add raw chocolate, you can add um, um, matcha, and you can uh, you can add so many good things and make it a chocolatey drink, but not the hot uh, cocoa that is full of sugar and it's like um, is um, robbing your body of energy actually but you can make a healthy and pretty uh, awesome drink and I also say a little bit maybe if um, you're drinking too much coffee and it makes your body acidic maybe try the um, coffee peel you know it can help guarana is health amazing health benefits so much uh, but you can take one guarana pill in the morning and you don't have to uh, drink five, six um, coffees, you know, a day. And it's amazing what it can do to your good mood, to your energy, things like glycine, you know, it's amino acid. You can Google it, you can find it on Amazon. Things like kratom, it's amazing what it can does, what it can do to your mood. So, you know, the husband, you don't want to kill him when he's chewing loud anymore. You don't yell at you, <laughs> especially after you so before your period. Yeah. And, yes. you know, so many women just go through these days and they blame themselves. And I think the most destroying feelings for women is a game. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, um, guilt and shame. We're always guilty. The mom guilt is like funny jokes. I don't think it's funny, actually. I think it's destroying poor moms because as soon as you got pregnant, you're guilty of something. <laughs> Not you're doing the right everything. nutrition. Guilty of everything. So I say, it's just like you go through um, through your cycle and, you know, one day your husband is sexy and you're loving and you're like lovey-dovey. And a week later, you just want to kill him. Don't think something wrong with you, lady. It's just the hormones, you know, you were ovulating. So your body wanted the sexy husband next to you. Then um, when, you know, and thinks that it's pregnant and want to protect you. And then, you know, he's not that sexy anymore. And then you, all of your hormones are dropping before your period and you want to kill him and he's chewing loud and he's living socks everywhere and you hate it. It's just because, you know, your hormones are uh, dropping. And we women, we go through like a little death every month you know just mm -hmm. so much in us and we are goddesses walking on this earth we're like we are such badass warriors we just need to drop the game uh the guilt and shame yes and so what would you tell a woman you know you, you she's a new client or someone that's coming to you and they're dealing with that and you know, they, cause you know, a lot of times with nutrition and, and when we change our, our, our healthy lifestyle, a lot of mm -hmm. it is just like our mindset. So how do you have a woman that you're telling her to do, you know, all the things and she's hesitant. What do you, what do you do with her? Like, how do you talk to her and let her know, like, this is the plan that you need to be on. 
I always say, I always start with the inspiration. I always tell, <laughs> and I have this, everybody likes this uh, comparison. I always say, girl, you are Lamborghini. You one of a kind, precious car. You're not a crappy Ford Pinto. I just Googled, I just Googled crappy cars. They gave me Ford Pinto. I have nothing against the Ford. <laughs> but, you know, and I say, even if you have something, it's just like this little pause you do and you say, what as a Lamborghini, as a queen, as I know from self-respect and self-love, how can I do it a little bit better? You know, if you have a craving, how can I get a better quality snack? How can I better better quality treat? You know, top notch. Just start listening to your intuition because your body is not lying. If you're craving something, first of all, you're malnourished. You're craving some mineral, not even vitamin and minerals because our body can make vitamins but our body needs minerals and because you know the artificial snacks because of uh 50 ingredients in our not very um natural food because they pick the produce before it ripes and get mineral content we all walking around lacking minerals very essential ones and they're building blocks for everything for your hormones for your skin for your brain for energy for everything so just just listen to your intuition because when we grow up right from school, they, they teach us how to not listen to our bodies and to our intuition. You know, you want to go, um, you want to go to gymnastics, mom send you to play piano. You want to have apple for snack. They tell you, you must eat, um, I don't know, chicken leg. You want to do something. You want to <laughs> run around. They tell you, sit down, shut up and do math. You know what I mean? And then you grow up and you're like, what the heck? I'm, I'm going to stop listening to my body. I'm going to stop listening to my soul. I'm going to stop listening like to everything. And that's how people uh, lose their health goals. That's how they don't make money because they don't know what's best for them and they don't listen to themselves. So I always say, let's start with this. How, what if I tell you, you are right. Stop listening to everybody else. Stop always thinking that everybody else, like a God, you know, the nutritionist, doctor, and you can take the information we're giving you, but let's learn how to enjoy life, how to listen to yourself. And then we start one by one. We're giving, I, I usually do hair trace mineral analysis where I see right away what minerals you're lacking. As soon as I start giving these minerals, sometimes just so easy to drop the liquid into your drink. You make this hot chocolate drink with Kratom that improves your mood. You drop the minerals in there and you're like the goddess. <laughs> you feel like one right, right away. And then my second thing, I always say, girl, it's not your fault. The things that live in us, um, I call them all parasites, but they can be yeast. They can be, you know, yeast become fungus. It lives in our brain, lives in our um, ovaries, you know, the um, endometriosis, polyps, fibroids coming from that, yeast, bacteria, like strep and stuff, uh, they actually affect our hormones. They affect our neurotransmitters. So there are some neurotransmitters like dopamine, serotonin, long, like I don't want to make it too complicated, <laughs> but right. what it does, it affects your mood. They literally tell you, go crave these sweets, go crave these, um, you know, Snickers bar. They literally tell you this. And also they manipulate your mood, making you miserable. So you go and eat that Snickers bar. So minerals and then some type of 
the cleans, you know, some type of thing. Of course, if you come to me, I have the whole the whole system, how we, we do it one by one. But it's it, it it's important. And it's it is amazing what you can do when you start uh, little by little. You start with your minerals, you start with your water. I always say that you don't have to drink decaliters of water, but make this, I call it sexy water. Uh, usually it's very good filtered water, even distilled water, and add some minerals back to it. Again, minerals, the liquid minerals, you can Google it, you can go um, uh, to Amazon and just type liquid minerals, you know, minerals um, that you can add to your water. And then warm water, even hot water, is actually a lot more healing for you because uh, when water, cold water mixes with hydrochloric acid, it sits a long time in your body and it takes a lot of energy from your kidneys, which are your energy um, kind of like super, super plants that make energy for you that store your vital energy, your chi. And yeah, and you can feel um, so much better and have less cravings and your liver start releasing bile, you have healthy hormones, the skin, a lot of women who have um, kind of like adult acne and oily skin, they tell me that they see changes just from drinking hot water with minerals. And a lot of, I like, um, I'm a big um, on like different sexy drinks, like hot chocolate and the turmeric tea, something that can give you good mood, clear your skin, balance your hormones and um, make you feel good <laughs> in, like in one cup. So I love those. What are mm -hmm. some of the nutritional, because um, you were talking about healthier snacks or, you know, stuff that have mm -hmm. a better nutritional value. You know, when you go into the grocery store, it's kind of hard. It's very confusing, you know, to know which ones are considered, you know, a better, healthier choice. Do you have like a cheat sheet that you give to your clients that you say, these are the ones you want to stay, you know, these are the types of things you want to stay away from? Like, how do you, how does another person when they're going to the grocery store, which can be one of the biggest, um, I don't even know what you want to call it. You know, one of the biggest things where you struggle with if you're at the grocery store, you go down the snack aisle and then you're just like stuck there. How do you how do you pick and choose what you're supposed to get? Yes, um, I always say the best tip is if it has more than five ingredients, it's probably not very good for you because sometimes, you know, you're looking at the ingredients and you literally see 50 of them. And if you go even a little bit further, if your grand grand mother didn't eat it it's probably not good for you the more you can do to have like two three or four um ingredients snack or chocolate bar or something like this the better is for you so the less ingredients the better then you definitely want to um stay away from dyes like if it's a red 40 or blue four or something like this definitely stay away and i always say the food um you know the real food, even, okay, everybody start jumping in a complicated diets, you know, it gets so ridiculous, like food map, uh, for example, when you start counting the broccoli you eat, or like, uh, <laughs> or like how many walnuts, or um, it, it's just getting so complicated. And, you know, they have to have their money. So when the big farmer realized that was trying to get away from pharma, they became like, okay, what, how, how can we don't lose the money? So now it's a super complicated uh, supplements and super complicated diets. This is how we still on this hamster wheel of uh, like a vision, like we're doing something, 
but we're really not because we either um, give up because it's too complicated, it's too annoying, or or we just don't don't see the results because it is just so much. And I always say what's helping Jessica next door not necessarily going to help you. And again, what do we feel? Guilt and shame. Guilt and shame going to destroy you more than uh, the worst donut with the 50 ingredients you can get in the store. <laughs> right. So. That's what I was saying, because once you hit that store and then you have that guilt of, you know, well, I had whatever meal or whatever I had. And then now yeah. just now go continue on and yeah. continue these bad habits and these bad choices. And it's because we're told like the second that guilt fills in, we should just give into it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, as a nutritionist, I have like all the diets with the, all the recipes, with all the sexy uh, meal plans for my clients like whatever what what's your candy <laughs> which one you prefer right but right. I teach them but what I do is actually malnourished right so I give them minerals and second time second thing I remove what doesn't belong in the body like I said the things that doesn't belong in the body so many women coming to me with the chronic things like chronic yeast chronic cravings chronic stuff they they tried everything they can get rid of and I see, okay, she's extremely deficient in iodine. And I give her therapeutic doses with the right cofactors of iodine. And she's like, OMG. All of a sudden, all of the yeast infections go away. All of a sudden, fibroids start shrinking. All of a sudden, I crave, you know, the real food instead of just like all the, this junk food. It is that simple. You know, women a lot more often malnourished. And then we remove that what doesn't belong in the body. And all of a sudden you start listening to your real body because your body doesn't lie. Whatever crazy idea comes to you first, act on it, you know, and always think, start being confident in yourself. You are an adult. You're not a little girl anymore. Your mom is not, if your mom is still talking to you in your head, if you, if you have, if you're hearing this mean voice in your head, that means you have a mean adult in there. So you need to become an adult and tell the mean adult to shut up because you know it all. Just whatever crazy idea comes to you, act on it first because then the brain's going to mean adults going to come in and tell you no. And, you know, if you feel like snacking, the more you're going to resist it, the worse it's going to get. So what I say, turn on the queen. Think you of that Queen Elizabeth in her palace, you know, when the court sitting in front of her and everybody's looking how she eats. Be that royalty. Know that you deserve it. You're Lamborghini, you're the queen. And from that point on, what is the better snack I can give myself? Maybe it's an apple with peanut butter. Everybody say, oh, do not touch peanut butter. It's a lot better than, uh, you know, that 50 ingredients in that snack. Right. Okay. Because even some think, of those nutritional snacks be having 20 million ingredients. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because a lot of these protein bars, have a lot of ingredients in them that's hard to pronounce and they are not good for your body. Your body's not used to them. Maybe in a thousand years, we're going to get um, get used to all of these um, artificially made ingredients. But right now, peanut butter is going to be better for you. That, that um... oh my goodness, my dog's so sorry. It's all good. Life <laughs> is life. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> what so, are the similar... Go ahead. Uh -huh. Go ahead. Uh, so yes, real food, but from like, turn on your queen. As soon as you do something, turn on your queen, make a choice just to, for it to be better quality and be real. 
What are some of the things that you personally do for your own personal self-care? Like you turn on your queen, you know who you are, you have this mm. confidence. So what are some of the things that you make sure that your cup is full? Yeah. You know, at first they always tell us, be yourself. You have to be authentic. You have to be the real. What I realized that a while ago and right now, a lot of women, we don't even know like what I talked before. We don't listen to ourselves anymore. So we don't know who real self are. So I always um, find online, uh, maybe it's on YouTube, maybe it's somebody, you know, a woman who I really respect, adore and love. I study her, I try to be like her, and I pretend to be her. I'm like a Hollywood, uh, um, Hollywood actress. Like, I want to play this role, and I play this role. Maybe it's going to be your own creation. I call it archetype of a woman. Maybe you can imagine, be, be this little girl who watched the movie and decided, oh, I'm a Cinderella, I'm a princess, I'm a, uh, I'm a mermaid before. And it's going to give you that, that if you pop a Guarana in the morning and <laughs> you feel that gives you a good mood. And then you pretend maybe you own a company with a hundred people. And all of a sudden you sit straight or all of a sudden when you call somebody, you're like, hey, you got to talk to me because I am, uh, you know, I have a company with a hundred employees. All of a sudden you dress differently. All of a sudden you uh, talk to people differently. You know, you eat differently. They turn on that queen, study somebody you really love, like try to be her. And then all of a sudden you find that if you start doing and accomplishing your tasks, you start realizing that you respect and love and adore yourself more than anybody else there. And you know, a lot of times when we put the goal, for example, if we put the goal of losing, I don't like losing someone, okay, like um, slimming down, like right. we want to be 20 pounds lighter. I always say, well, first you put it down, write it down, and then decide your rules. And rules need to be connected to your feelings. So maybe uh, two rules, just two rules. Who's going to be that woman who slimmed down? She's going to be sexy. So rule number one, always wear a sex lingerie, whatever, no matter what, go to the wardrobe, throw out all of the bras with the holes and like yes. dirty underwear, I'm mean, not yes. dirty, I'm sorry, but the old underwear, put sexy stuff in because the one, the sexy one, the slim one, she is wearing that. And maybe, and maybe you're going to be the one who chooses only the best for her. So whatever it is from like how clean your house is, from what do you have? Go through all of your rooms, throw away the garbage, throw away the garbage foods from your cabinets, stock up with the best things. That's going to be your feelings. And one by one, you're going to get into this feeling and then have a little diary, you know, because you can, everything is allowed for you. Stop saying no to yourself. When you're saying no to my to, no to yourself, you're saying no to everything. If you're saying no to little stuff, you're saying no to your uh, amazing house, to your sexy fit body, to your healthy body, you know? So turn on the queen. And then the feelings, they're like genies. They create the environment. And then every day, just um, for, for a while, I wanted to make, for example, a certain amount of money in a month. So I created this money plank. For 30 days, I do the plank every freaking day. Then I'm going to get, <laughs> then I get my, like, whatever it is, $10,000 by the end of the month. Double uh, help, right? I'm mm -hmm. making my body stronger and I always hit the goal. If you really, really 
do this. It's a big motivation, you know. So connect my your money goals and health goals always helps. Always <laughs> helps. Yeah. And then write down what did I do for my um you know for my goal every day have, have like a little diary and every day it's a must. I call it transformational goal. Your goal you are here like um at one let's imagine the scale from one to ten. Your goal mm-hmm. is ten it's like their sexy body which is like 20 pounds lighter and you at one every day in between you have to do a little stuff maybe today i'm just going to um look at the different fitness centers maybe tomorrow i'm gonna call them the day after tomorrow i'm gonna go see if i like them or not maybe after that i'm gonna check out alisa wilson who is talking right now on her youtube channel see if she has free stuff Maybe right. I'm going to reach out to her and ask questions. So have everyday things that are going to bring you and I promise you, you're going to be in this journey. You're going to be transforming. You're going to be wearing sex cylinder. You get, you're going to be getting into this sexy uh, woman who is whatever your goal is, right? And you can do the money goal like this too. So when you get, you, I promise you, all of a sudden you wake up, oh, my goal is here. <laughs> I agree. Mm-hmm. And one last thing that you want to leave with the audience just so that they can have something for them to just hold on to as they begin their journey of applying a lot of the things that you have already given, which has been extremely valuable. Thank you. Um, always start. I, I, I say two things. Start with water and confidence. Anything you can do every day, make it a must to some kind of boost your confidence. Ask people around you what they think about you. You'll be surprised sometimes what you're going to hear because we always have mean voice that make uh, that put us down inside of us. So maybe and um, and of course, uh, set up the transformational goals and start with your sexy water. Yes. I love that. I love that. Actually, <laughs> I've already been implementing that. So that is like confirmation for me. Um, so I, I love that. Thank you so much for taking your time out to one, talk to us about, you know, again, how to transform because everybody is, is, is trying to figure that out now. And like I said, I don't want people to just use this as this one month that mm-hmm. you do this, like this should be a way of life. This should be mm-hmm. something that you implement every single day so that you can become your best self. And like you said, turn on the queen. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love and it's that. amazing when you just don't just forget these diets, forget these, these like must harsh do things. The more you do it, the more, you know, set up the goals that not going to end in January. That's going to end in July. Set up the goals that like hold you, you, you have to hold your breath when you think <laughs> about them, you know, and do that one by one. It's like a Lego castle piece by piece, one by one, write everything down Find a woman who is so amazing. She motivates you become like become become her shadow, you know, study her, be her. It's really, really helpful. All rich people, all healthy people, all amazing people who achieve something that always had mentor. Thanks to Internet right now, we can find this mentor so easily now. We must have them. And of course, um, like um, right now, everybody who wants to join us. Everything I worked on one-on-one with my clients, I make it very available and I have amazing program coming out. Uh, it's Limitless Body. It's truly limitless because as I, it's, um, you saw in my bio, they told me 
I need IVF. It told me I need endometriosis surgery. I was I was probably 40 pounds bigger. My face was different. I was covered in adult acne. I was miserable. I was such a mean person to my own husband. I was different. And, you know, everything, all my experience with my clients are put into this limitless body program because you're truly limitless. It's miracles what we can do uh, to our bodies, especially women. Women body is so fluid. It can change so fast because we have these hormones. Men can't manipulate. They have like two, three hormones working the whole month. And ours is so fluid. We can manipulate them. We can change them so fast as soon as we change what's running inside that microbiome, what doesn't belong in there and give what our body wants. Well, if you've been listening, I'm going to make sure that the Limitless uh, program and all of the things that you need are in the show notes. Remember, I love to keep everything clickable because y'all know y'all don't like to research and look at things, but we're going to make sure that we make everything clickable so that you can get the help that you need. Thank you so much for joining us. I had such an amazing time. I hope if you were listening that you took some notes or go back and re-listen to some parts that you may have missed so that you can get all the things. And again, click on the show notes so that you can get bio, you can get all of the things and that way you can, you know, make sure that you have a resource for you. Thank you so much. And we will see you next week with Conversations with Toy. Thank you for inviting me. So what did you think about the episode? Definitely a lot of nuggets were dropped um, for us to make sure that we dive in and look at ourselves, the things that we are doing to help our bodies heal. And there were so many nuggets about the things and the way that we listen to our voices, our own voices, instead of taking everybody's word and allowing ourselves to just kind of be tatered and moved around this world. Like we're being drawn, we're being torn and, and, and tossed about things that we know within ourselves is right. We know that whenever within ourselves is the right thing for us, even when a lot of people don't agree. So I hope that you are listening to your own voice and taking care of yourself. Again, implementing self-care as much as possible, finding ways to put certain things that we are depleted in our body into the things and our better choices for our food sources, our snacking, you know, going back to the old landmark of looking at our ingredients in our food. And if we see more than five ingredients, making sure that we say, you know what, that may not be for me. And then deciding to find what does work for us to have healthier choices. And these things are something that we do every single day. This is not something that we do when we stop. This is a part of our lifestyle. Um, of making sure that we're taking care of ourselves because we can't take care of other people if we can't even take care of ourselves. We may look good taking care of other people, right? We may even get accolades. Oh, she was a great caregiver. She took care of such and such. She always had a heart for people. But if your heart ain't right, there's something wrong, right? And if you have a heart for people, but you're also, you know, taking care of other people, but your health is now depleted, you can't get somebody to come in and sit with you because sometimes we put so much out knowing we're not going to get back. And there's nothing wrong with that to a certain extent, except for sometimes we allow other people to use us, use our resources and all of the things. But I want us to get back in balance. I want us to take care of ourselves better. And I want us to make sure that we see us through like the things that we have on our heart, that we can see them to fruition so that we can get to the point of having good things happening all around us. I hope that you have the most amazing weekend. Again, um, I can't stress enough. Find one activity that you truly love, something that's going to put a smile on your face and do that one activity. It's also MLK weekend. Let me just say this. 
I know that there's going to be so many people that are going to quote everything that Martin Luther King said, especially the high and high points. Um, people are going to quote that, but I would prefer for you to really quote that and live it. Or I would say, I would prefer for you to, uh, not quote it and live it. I want us to get back to the living, the life that we talk about instead of simply just repeating something like Dr. Martin Luther King was an amazing civil rights leader. No doubt. He's also was an amazing husband and father for what we know and accounts that we've heard. And I, I think that his legacy is being tainted and torn by things like Karens, people who are outright looking for ways to be religious, you know, racially and, and motivated and telling somebody that they're not worthy enough to sit here or do this, or, you know, we can't do this and we can't do that or religious beliefs or sexual orientation. Like all of these things are birthed out of just treating people like human beings. So if you're going to quote Dr. King, but you don't treat the people that's in your personal circle the right way. If you're going to quote Dr. King, but you're racist, racially motivated to make sure that you cause harm to other people. If you're going to quote Dr. King, but you still treat your, your child a different way because of their sexual orientation. I want you just to take a, a look in the mirror and the work that you need to do to unravel that is going to be a lot, but it needs to be done because quoting Dr. King is not going to be enough to make you feel as if you've done some contribution to the MLK day. Yes, it is a day of service where people find service projects to complete, or they donate to certain, uh, to certain funds, or they do all these different things. And it's like the unofficial official, um, start of black history month. Now I know black history month is in February. I'm not slow, but I feel like that is when people start to turn their eyes to, Oh, such and such and such and such. Let me focus on that. Let's, let's go to a black owned restaurant. Let's go do these certain things. I want us to get this to the point where these things become natural and normal for us to support people and make sure that we're there for other people at all times. Again, I get it. Quoting Dr. King, not quoting Dr. King feels unnatural, right? You should be able to quote Dr. King and do all those things, but I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm saying if you're going to do it, make sure, make sure that you are treating the people around you, the people that you don't know, people that you encounter, giving them the benefit of the doubt, but also taking care of making sure that you're not racially motivated, making sure that you're not discriminating against somebody for all of the other wrong reasons and making sure that you're always trying to be the light in the world that we all need to see glimpses of. With that being said, this is the end of this episode. We have a few more episodes before we take a little bit of a break and we come back just as strong. I will let you know when that time comes. Have yourself a great weekend. Now I am not participating in dry January. I am not. That's just my personal preference. However, I will say I sort of could have done it just because usually when I do my little reset with my workouts, I usually try to eliminate as much alcohol. So I'm still going to be drinking in case you like, I just saw you at such and such on your Instagram and your social media and you just posted about having a drink. Yes, I am going to have it. I'm just going to have it in the most less of moderation because again, I know that that usually jumps, jump starts my reset and it makes me lose more, you know, increases my metabolism. It just does all kinds of different things. So the drink of the day is going to be the strawberry ginger lemonade. This is a non-alcoholic drink. It has all the things from the ginger, strawberries, and the tart lemon, and it's delicious. I've actually had it before. It's one of my favorite uh, mocktails. Um, you could find it off of Bon Appetit, which I'm going to leave in the show notes. Make sure you, you know, just click on it, make it, let me know how you like it. 
but if you are doing the dry January, then there you go. If you're not, and you just want to cut out as much alcohol as I am, then try the strawberry ginger lemonade. It is a game changer. It's easy to make. Trust me. Anything that I feel like I can make, anybody can make. So have a great weekend. Cheers to a long weekend. Again, if you're doing any service or on service or in service of activities, make sure you're doing it with your whole heart and making sure you're doing it for the right reasons. We need more people giving genuine love than any type of fake love will do for anybody. So have a good weekend and we will talk soon. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.